Hey folks, this is Bob Frazier. Thanks for joining me as we take a walk through Oklahoma history. Cutting the Cards with Bob Frazier. It's so glad to be joined by Bartlesville City Manager Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey, welcome to the show, man. How's, how's life treating you? Hey, you know, it's, it's good. I live in Bartlesville. Yeah. I live in Bartlesville. I got a great job, great community. So that's a good start, right there. It is. You it know, is. if you don't trip and hurt, you know, injure yourself, you're okay. You're all right. Most, it's it's a great job almost every day. There you go. There almost. you go. Well, I just appreciate you taking the time to to visit with me because um, some people know a lot about what goes on uh, at at City Hall with the city manager, but most people really don't. And uh, and I thought, okay, if we could kind of pick your brain a little bit and see what's what's going on here, and, and uh, it might be informative and, and interesting to a lot of people. But let's let's start first of all of your background. I mean, what got you into city government as a as a career path? So it's a I, I say my my path is non typical, but the reality is there's really not a typical way to get into city government. Most people <laughs> never set out to do it. It's just you find your way here. Uh, me in particular, I actually graduated with an accounting degree. I got my CPA license and I went to work at a local CPA firm. Uh, and I was introduced to government from that side because I became an auditor. Uh, and one of the things that we audited was municipalities. And so I, I audited somewhere between five to 10 different cities okay. uh, during a period of time. So that really was my introduction. And it just so happened that the city of Bartlesville was one of our clients. Uh, and that's how I got to know the people here, got to know the organization and, and kind of fell in love with it. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. So it wasn't like um, you started off with the idea of, of my goal in life is to be a city manager. I didn't even know there was such a creature. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like most people. I had no idea what happened inside huh. these walls. So, And so I, how I, long have you been in the role now? I, officially four years. And I, I served a lot in a, a sort of the, an acting and interim capacity during Ed's last few right. years here. Right. So, but I, yeah, officially four years, but been doing it probably close to six to seven, somewhere in that range. You mentioned Ed Gordon. Uh, Edwards was a good friend of mine, a good friend of, of most everybody in Bartlesville. You're right. Uh, what what impact did Ed have on you in terms <laughs> of of the job and and dealing with people and and all of that? Honestly, it's hard to describe. Uh, I I worked so closely with him for so many years. Uh, he was he's definitely what he's been the most transformative force in my professional career. Uh, and so to learn and to see how he did things. Now, Ed and I don't do things the same way, and anybody you talk to will tell you that. But I learned so much from him, uh, and it was how you treat people was the most important thing. Ed treated everybody the same, yeah. and he treated everybody great. Uh, you can disagree with him, but that, that, that didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, he, he could disagree, and he could agree to disagree. So, but he treated everybody with respect and dignity. Uh, he loved everybody. God, he, he really, truly did, by the way. It was it, it was kind of amazing to yep. watch, uh, you know, and he, when it came to this organization there, I, I will tell you, there's so many sayings that Ed Gordon came up with, not all of which I will share, but uh, <laughs> that we still use today, you know, and one of the ones that Ed said all the time, and you'll hear me use it all the time as well, is it's never wrong to do right. And so that is, I think that's probably the thing that I gained from him the most. I know not everybody has great faith in government. Um, I would say that they should have great faith in their city government, and that started with Ed. That it was he had a firm belief it was never wrong to do right, and if it hurt us, it was still the right thing to do. We were going to do it. That's interesting. And so that honestly, I think those are just just how to treat people, how to treat your employees, um, what it means to be part of a government. Uh, you know, for Ed, it, it was 
it was probably the greatest honor of his life outside of his family was serving as city manager of Bartlesville. Yeah, it showed. He loved it. Yeah, it he showed. absolutely loved it. So, I, yeah, I picked up a little bit of that from him. Good. That's good. Um, our city council, Bartlesville City Council, from from the outside looking in, it appears to be a diverse group that works well, uh, is willing to compromise on on issues, um, something that hadn't always been the case. Right. Um, from your desk, uh, w- what do you think makes up a good city council? So I, you know, it's it is a fascinating thing because it always evolves because the issues that we face evolve, and so what a, how a council responds to it uh, is not always how you thought it would be because you you, you have five different very um, very unique individuals on right. any council, uh, and I but I will tell you that. Every council that I've worked with since I've been city manager has done exactly what you said. Uh, they kept the best interest of the community at heart and at the forefront. Now, they may have disagreed as to what that meant, but they have always done that. They've always done what they thought was in the best interest of the community. They were always willing to discuss things. They treat each other with courtesy and respect. And I, I have a lot of friends in the city management business. This is not the case everywhere, uh-huh. I will promise you. So I, it to me, that, that really, in order for a council to be successful, they have to be willing to talk to each other, uh, to be cordial, to be respectful. Uh, you know, I, I, we had a council training, and they talked about the duties of an elected body. And one of the duties is a duty of care and a duty of loyalty. And so the duty of care means you come in and you're prepared. The duty of loyalty means that when you sit in that seat, you put on the hat for that organization and you take off all of your other hats, whether it's, you know, a, a restaurant owner or, or this or that. Mm-hmm. And this council does that. They, they put the best interest of our community first. It's too bad the state and the federal level doesn't do similar. You know what I mean? It's uh, it just uh, uh, it doesn't function quite the same. The does spirit it? of compromise is, uh, no, is non-existent. I, it seems like anymore. I love, unfortunately, I, I love local government, but I would have no interest in serving at any other level. Yeah, yeah. none. Um, Lee Lake, Lee Lake. You know, for somebody like myself that's uh, that's spent most of my life uh, here in Bartlesville. I think that is one of the most amazing transformations that has occurred, and it's kind of happened under the public radar a bit. Right. I mean, if you've only lived here five years, it's always been there. Uh, but you know, here here was this little body of water that nobody really used. You nope. really didn't have access to it. It had some it had some crappie in it, but it wasn't supposed to. They were <laughs> there. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now we've got soccer fields. We've got a, a wonderful walking area that ties into to Pathfinder. We have uh, that you can utilize the lake. You have the skating rink. I mean, you got it's just it's a marvelous uh, addition to the community and uh, and you know you and the city council and everybody that's been behind it uh, deserves applause on that because I mean that's just it's just another great asset to us well and that that predates me it predates our current city council that's a vision that uh, this is this is what great cities do is that they focus on things and then they accomplish them in spite of the transition because you're gonna have transition yep. cities don't move super fast I, I mean a project like this as you said hey, you know it it's been happening for 15 years, for 20 years. Uh, and so to see that come together, and right now we're kind of putting the finishing touches on the park. I'm right. sure you probably just drove by it. Uh, and I, it's one of the gems in our community, and I, and I love it because of the visibility. So many of our other parks, you had to intend to go to see them in order to actually get to them. Uh, that one is right in the center of town. It's yeah. a high traffic area, and it, it really is. It's beautiful, and it 
it combines some of what makes Bartlesville unique. You've got some outdoor spaces, you've got a lake, uh, you're gonna have uh, soccer, there's skateboarding. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's such a diverse area. Uh, disc not, golf. Yeah, disc golf on yep. one end, and let's not forget that there's cricket. We have one of the best cricket there fields within 100 miles of here. Uh, now, people will say, well, why? Because we have a lot of people who play crickets, and yep. there's a lot of tournaments that are held there. So, yeah, it, it really is cool. It shows sort of the diversity in our community. Uh, and, and it's you're right. I, I'm glad it's there. And we said probably about ten years ago that that'll be a gem of a park once we're done. Well, it, it is. It truly is. Let's talk about economic growth in Bartlesville. Right. Um, you know, for again going back many, many, many years, if you lived in Bartlesville, the greatest fear you had is that one of these days Phillips Petroleum Company was going to move their corporate office to Houston. When that happened, there was no doubt in our minds. Bartlesville would no longer exist. Right, it'd be, it'd be a ghost town. That, I grew up here. That was that, well, that was it. It was the end of all, right? Amazingly, um, it, it's almost like when that occurred, it spurred more of an entrepreneurial spirit within the community. I think both uh, Phillips sixty six and Conoco Phillips also brought in a lot of young people. That that spurred a lot of activity, uh, schools, churches, etc. Uh, but when you think back on, on the successes that, that we've had over the last few years, and to name a few of them, the you know, Chick-fil-A, the new Hobby Lobby, uh, the new Atwood south of town, uh, Silver Lake Village Retail Center, yep. um, the renovation of the old Kmart. That's, uh, that was a great one. And the new Bricktown Brewery, uh, another one. Um, I'm assuming all of these have been beneficial to the city in terms of, of uh, sales tax revenues. I mean, that's yeah. got to be a plus. But why do you think we've been so successful uh, when, we, when we, we couldn't make that happen for so long right. and now it, it has done so well? You know, and I, I think there's a lot of reasons to it, but I, I'll, I'll kind of give a quick history lesson here. I promise it'll be quick <laughs> on economic development. And there was this traditional model of economic development, frankly, that existed when I got here. Uh, and it was that you create primary jobs by offering incentives to businesses. The businesses locate to your community. That creates jobs. People move to your community to work in those jobs. And where you have people, you have retail and quality of life. And so the focus was on driving job creation. You created jobs and your community grew around it. I, it wasn't until several years later that um, David Wood and I were we're discussing this not too long ago, uh, there was a, a real examination of the data. And one of the things that David noted, and it was important, is that we'd done really great at creating jobs. Uh, our job creation was very high, but our population over the same period had grown about, I, I think it was a third to a quarter of what our jobs had. So if you create that many jobs, but you only grow your population in a small, small amount, uh, it just didn't seem to be doing what we'd hoped for. So it really was at that point that there was kind of a transition in thinking for uh, the Bartlesville Development Authority, uh, and they started doing, they really started to focus on retail, but not just retail. They focused on retail, they focused on quality of life, and they actually focused a little bit on housing as well. And so it, it was really a non-traditional model of economic development, whereas we used to just focus on primary jobs. Suddenly we were talking about the things that made people come to Bartlesville uh, because all right, we want to create jobs, but we want to capture those people. We want them to want to live here. So that was the next step. And I would say the current step is that even those 
those incentives that we had been giving to companies, now the companies will willingly allow you to give that to their employees instead, so their employees will move here. So that's been kind of the final iteration of this, is that we've gone from giving money to companies to come to Bartlesville, to instead creating an atmosphere where people want to live so that companies can can recruit people, which makes them successful, and we give those incentives instead of the companies, we give them to the people to come here and build a house. So it's really been kind of fa fascinating to watch, but I, I think that part of it is that. Your your question, I told you it was a quick history lesson, <laughs> now i got to circle back. Uh, your question was, is why we've been successful, and I think some of it is that there's just, there, there's been that focus on, on retail and quality of life. Uh, and I think we've been very successful at it. I don't know how to credit it, but most of those things you mentioned, uh, the the Barzell Development Authority was involved in. So I, I think they've been. I think they've been. Very well, it's successful. incredible. Um, and you know, the, all over town. I mean, you can you can see it. Um, the downtown area is a believe it or not to me. Oh, um, well, that's the other one. I didn't even mention the Barzell Redevelopment Trust. Authority. But it's it's like, uh, you know, twenty years ago. Uh, there was nothing going on downtown. At five o'clock downtown, you turned out the lights and went home. Yeah, now if you don't get there on time, you got a forty-five minute wait to <laughs> have nowhere to park. Yep. I, you're, so yes, and that's another <laughs> good point. That's that is, and, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I really I didn't intend to overlook that. But um, there are the, there was what was called a TIF district that was created around downtown, and the intent was to help to redevelop it and to encourage people to move back downtown. And to make downtown into something other than a place where you had, you know, maybe antique stores or you had uh, payday loan places, uh, those aren't things that people that, that draw a lot of attention. And so it really has been another dedicated focus on trying to turn downtown into something. Because by the way, we have a really cool downtown. Yes, we do. Uh, we're sitting in the middle of it. You look around. We've got a skyline. I just hired a new economic development director, and believe it or not, we hired him away from Broken Arrow. Really? Uh, and he's excited to be here because he said, man, I just, he said, the first time I came to Bartlesville, I couldn't believe there was another community in Oklahoma that had a skyline. He said, I didn't think those existed outside of Tulsa and Oklahoma City. So we're, we're a great community. We're very unique. Yeah, without uh, a doubt. A lot of, a lot of communities, I, I've said this recently, uh, communities in the Tulsa area, I think are successful because of where they are. And so when you talk about Owasso and those places and the growth that they've had, a lot of that's just because of where they are. Mm -hmm. Barsfield doesn't necessarily have that advantage. We have to be successful because of who we are. So ours has to be intentional, uh, and, and it's, I think it's paying off. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. Tourism. Tourism. For the last 10 years plus, um, that seems like something that's been a, a, a great growing um, contributor to, to what we're doing, whether it's movies, uh, tour groups, sporting go. events, right. whatever it is, um, that's got to have impacted uh, Bartlesville well. It does, and it impacts everybody. So it impacts your local economy because if you have visitors, that's money from outside. They spend money in your restaurants. They spend money in your hotels. They shop here. Uh, that is one great way of making economic development, and it, frankly, it is probably one of the best. It's not super reliable, but um, you don't have to pay for a lot of infrastructure for those people who are spending money, so you're generating economic benefit without having to incur a lot of costs yeah. to support them. Uh, and it has improved. Some of it has been, again, sort of an accident of where we are. I said that wasn't true, but it is true in this case. You have the pioneer woman who, who started a shop in, in Pahuska and who in their right mind would have thought that would have an enormous impact on Barlesville, but it has. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, uh, we have 
we've got a lot of really cool amenities, some of which you are you were very much involved with. We've got Walla Rock right here. Uh, we've got the Price Tower. There are architecture tours. Uh, we have uh, we got a lot of shows, a lot of plays. We've got a beautiful green space. I mean, we've got miles and miles of trails that cities larger than us would love to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it and it, and it's it's extremely helpful uh, to have that kind of tourism development. Uh, we do have a dedicated, I want to make sure I get this right, I believe it's Visit Bartlesville, uh, that uh, is, they do a phenomenal job uh, of helping to encourage tourism in Bartlesville. And I, you're right, it, it's it's great to see. Uh, the city right now is going through and reevaluating how our youth sports fields are handled. Uh, are we doing that in the manner that best benefits the public? Because you have a recreational side where you want to, you want to develop those leagues just like you and I probably played right. when we were kids. Uh, but there's a new part to that now. There's actually economic development that comes out of these baseball fields. Uh, <coughs> you, can, you can host tournaments that, that have 30, 40, 50 teams, and they come in town for three days. Stay uh, in motels, right. eat at restaurants, spend money. Hard to, hard to understate how important that, that is as well. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's definitely a focus on that, and rightly so. Um, Economic growth and tourism uh, are, are fun to talk about. I mean, those, yeah. are, those are great they stories. They are. We love them. Um, I, I guess it's probably fair to say that not everything you're responsible for is quite as sexy as tourism <laughs> and economic growth. No, you're right. Uh, street repairs, upgrading water plants, uh, union negotiations, normal employee issues that come with any operation. That's right. With all that on your plate, how do you prioritize your your day your week your month i mean what's a normal is there one a normal (laughs) week for mike bailey so i you know you try to set as much time aside for things that are going to have the most impact your on your organization community as you can Uh, and so we've recently done a strategic plan and and that strategic plan we were we're still developing that uh, and but we're doing that on top of all of the other things that we do but that's something that energizes you it's fun uh, so we always set time aside for that. Uh, it's we do it at least once a month. We meet to talk about that. So, uh, but a normal week, so much of what happens you couldn't have anticipated, and so the only way that you really do do those things that you feel like advance your community is to set time aside specifically to handle it. Uh, you know, there are a lot of great things that are happening. There are a lot of great things that the city council is doing. There's a lot of great things that the city staff are involved in, and there are a lot of awesome things happening in our community either, you know, maybe in spite of the city, who knows? (laughs) And so, but those, you know, it, it, it is an interesting balance. Uh, the plates are always spinning and I, you just, you do your best and you try to set aside time for things that you know will make a difference. Okay. Makes sense. Because otherwise it'll chew you up. You could spend all day, every day, just dealing with what happened that day. Yep. Yeah. And you can't afford to do that. I'll leave you with this one. What do you think the biggest challenges are that are facing Bartlesville over the next few years? I, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's staring us in the face, and I think it's obvious. Uh, we have, for years, we struggled with, uh, I refer to it as a crisis of revenue. So sales tax and our revenues were not growing. Um, it was interesting, during COVID, that changed. Uh, it actually, revenue started to take off. Now, what we realized at that point is that the next crisis was going to be a crisis of inflation, uh, just basically a cost increasing and a crisis of employment. Uh, and so that really, those are the two aspects that we're struggling with the most uh, to help, to, to try to maintain the level of service that we provide the citizens. Um, 
is to find ways to cope with inflation. And some of that means that you become you know, more inventive in how you do things. Uh, and then the other thing is, is people. It, it is how do you continue to hire the best, the best that's available to you. Uh, I realize I can't compete with ConocoPhillips, uh, but how do I get the best of the people that are available to me and ensure that they still want to come work for the city? Mm -hmm. So I really think that those are the biggest challenges that we face uh, internally and as a community. I think uh, inflation and the effects that that has, uh, it's going to be, it, there's, there's some turmoil coming from that. Uh, but we're, the good news is, is that the city has spent decades preparing. Uh, we have we have reserves. We have ways to weather storms, uh, and so we we can handle it. It's just that how how long are we going to have to go through this? Yeah, and, and that's just the reality of it. That's right. where we are. That's yeah. right. So, Mike Bailey, this has been terrific. It's been everything I hoped it would be to to get a, a snapshot of what's going on uh, inside these four walls. And again, I appreciate you taking the time to to visit. I enjoyed it. I really did. Until next time, for Bartlesville City Manager Mike Bailey. This is Bob Frazier, Cutting the Cards. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Bob Frazier, and remember, trust everyone, but be sure you cut the cards. If you enjoyed Cutting the Cards with Bob, come experience Oklahoma firsthand in Osage County, where the smiles are always free. Find out more at visittheosage.com.